You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So, it's a huge industry. We're going to shift gears for a little bit. We're talking about the video game industry because it's about a $43 billion industry, and that's just, Jason, in the U.S. alone. So let's talk with the voice and advocacy group behind it all. We're talking about the Entertainment Software Association, ESA. Stan-Pierre Louis is president and CEO of the association, and he joins us now. Uh, He's on the phone from Washington, D.C. Stan, nice to have you here with us. Jason and I often talk about this industry because we see a lot of movement, a lot of growth going on. You guys have a new uh, promotional campaign out. It's called Game Generation. Talk to us a little bit about it. First of all, thanks for having me. We're really excited to talk about this campaign. As you mentioned, we're a $43 billion industry. And let me just show show what that means in the U.S. 164 million Americans are playing in the U.S. That's 65% of the American adult population. And the reason they're playing is, number one, they love the challenge and fun of video games. Everyone loves being able to go through your game, get through those different levels, see all the new characters. But the other reason we're finding people play significant amounts is because of the community that they really get to build. And so as they're playing and building community, it builds that fun. It builds a circle of four people, and we want to celebrate that um, in this new campaign, Game Generation. We've got a website called GameGeneration.org where people can sign up and get alerts and information. They can also share their stories. But we're really encouraging people to share their stories on any platform that they find um, useful yeah. for them because the more we can get the word out, the more we can uh, start that conversation about the power of video games. Stan, I got to ask you, is this like when Vegas was trying to be a family town? I'm just, the reason I have to ask is, and you know some of the criticism of all of the video gaming, whether it's the violence, the guns, um, the sex that seems to be in these games, and you have a lot of kids that are playing these games at a young age. Uh, there's been studies out there questioning, you know, the impact that these games um, have on kids who are playing. I mean, how do you counter that? Well, that, that's a great question because what we've been doing over the years, and we want to reiterate, is that our industry is the best at providing consumers and especially parents with information about what's in the game. So right now, you can go to parentaltools.org and get any information about how to set parental controls on various devices, and it takes you step-by-step through those. We also have the leading information source called the ESRB, the Entertainment Rating Software Board. And what they, or Entertainment Software Rating Board, and what they provide is information about what's in the game. And the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has looked at what they do and said it's the best of the best in terms of media organizations. And one of the reasons is because we're able to provide that information from the source itself and able to provide information that parents get to use. And that's part of what this campaign is about, is reminding people not only about those great resources, but also about the fact that video games are part of our lives in a positive way. One of the things it does is, for instance, bring people together in an inclusive way. And last year at the Super Bowl, you may have seen the ad by Microsoft for its Xbox adaptive controller that allows people with physical limitations to play on the same level as everyone else. That's, again, one of the things that our industry does better than anyone, which is why it's the dominant form of entertainment in the U.S. And you're also seeing video games being used in education, in the medical field. Right now, it's being used in classrooms, you know, for 35 million students who've been through the Minecraft education version. Uh, And you're also seeing in the workplace, surgeons are now practicing using virtual reality technology which helps them see different angles that you couldn't see before. So more and more game technology is being used to advance society. And what we want to do is make sure we're talking about that positive 
impact because mm-hmm. it's there. People feel it right. and they connect with it. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really interesting stuff. Eager to see how this goes. Stan Pierre-Louis is president and CEO of the Entertainment Software Association. He joins us on the phone from Washington, D.C. All right. Well, as we dance into our last segment here, who better to end the show with than Hannah Elliott? Who's better than her? Auto columnist for Bloomberg Pursuits. And as I joked earlier in the show, making a lot of money on the stock market, why don't you diversify into some cars? (laughs) You can invest there. Uh, She's got 10 to consider for 2020. Hello, AG. Hello. I love your blazer. Thank you. you I wore it just for you. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know. You know, and I think about cars. Some people buy it out of necessity. Some because they're just kind of a car that brings them joy. But you obviously can make a really good investment, right? Yeah. And I have to uh, preface this by saying, look, the real advice is buy what you love. If you buy thinking you're going to make a bundle of cash on anything, you're bound to be disappointed. So the, the disclaimer above all of this is buy what you love, because even if something goes south, you'll still at least have a car you love to drive. <laughs> However, there are some nice pockets of very unexpected, weird, quirky things that, according to the people I talk to, might be a little uh, exciting as a year unfolds. All right, so what's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite? That's here? a really good question. I'm partial to the Porsche 996 um, for you know many reasons, but this is a car, I love it because it's a car that has been derided and snubbed by Porsche enthusiasts for the headlights, among other things, but those headlights, they call them the Friday headlights. Um, it's kind of considered an quote unquote ugly 911. Yeah. But it's an amazing driving car. Um, the great thing is behind the steering wheel, you can't see the headlights if you don't like them anyway. Yeah. Um, and you can really get them for a, a decent price. And they, I mean, everyone knows Porsche does incredible um, in aftermarket sales and um, collectible values. And so it's only gonna go up. I, can I say, I love the Porsche 914. Uh, oh, this is a great one too. The 914, also an underloved Porsche. Now I have to say Aww. one sold for about a million dollars in January in Scottsdale. That is an aberration. It doesn't mean the one that you own is going to be also worth a million dollars but these little cars can be had for ten thousand bucks you get a great one um again they're only going to go up they're so fun you can work on them yourself um they're great little drivers really fun little cars what is a bizzarini a bizzarini a bizzarini <laughs> is an italian car that you know it's kind of the thinking man's ferrari you could say it's the evolution of ferrari because ah. it really incorporated a lot of design elements and uh engineering that came from ferrari it's really obscure like very very few of them were made but um if you can get your hands on one they're they're pretty special cars. pretty rare pretty yeah. rare extremely rare okay all right, so the Dodge Viper as well. I mean, that is one that, I don't know, like very flashy. Right? It's very flashy, and I will say perhaps it's not to your taste. It's perhaps not to my taste. However, I think now is the time to buy them. These were made in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's a lot of car for the money. Um, they're one in excellent condition. You can be had for around $50,000. That's a great that's value, and that's right? no, it's great. It's yeah. a lot of car. Yeah. Um, Chrysler's roaring V10 engine. If you're a big, you know, American muscle car type of guy or woman, this is a great 
option. I Thank also, you for saying that. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, but inexpensive. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, that's the thing. These are these are, again are at the bottom of their value right now. So you know, you can expect it to go up. I, I'm showing. I'm putting it up there. I'm putting this up for everybody on YouTube. But the Jaguar <laughs> um, XK. I love that Jaguar Roadster. It's got great. Now you have to make Stunning. sure the one you buy is really sorted because some of those older British cars can really be um, challenging to have on a reliable mechanical basis. So if you can find one that's really sorted by a mechanic that you trust, um, it, it again, it's a established heritage brand. It's right. going to hold its value. It is stunning. And a Range Rover. You have uh, a really yes, nice looking Range Rover. It's weird to say this, is this because- the Queen's Range Rover? <laughs> I don't know if this is-, is the, the That's ones? a great question. I mean, this is the car that like people were buying new when I was in high school. Yeah. So it's weird to say that it's a classic yeah. collectible type thing. But um, again, especially the, given how young you are. <laughs> thanks. You're yeah. You know, 25. That's right. <laughs> can't, can't believe it. But again, this <laughs> really set the design precedent for future generations of Range Rovers. Um, millennials love them because this yeah. is, again, what we had in high school. And you can so. get it for like $31,000. Yeah. Yep. Just make sure the mechanics are solid. That's the other, again, another British yeah. brand. You really got to watch it on those. All I right. sing on the yeah. cake today. We had a crazy day, lots yeah. of news, and what? this was a perfect way it to end really it. was really nice. That's the great uh, thing about cars. That's why I love them. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Hannah Elliott, auto columnist for Bloomberg Pursuits.